0: my crazy family it's the brand new podcast that we have officially launched that you can now subscribe to and you can now share your crazy family stories to as well you're about to hear a 15 minute preview of my crazy family while you're listening be sure to search my crazy family on apple podcasts or wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe Brand new episodes every single Monday and Wednesday of each week. Jam-packed with crazy family stories that may make you and your family feel quite normal. <laughs> or maybe not. Search My Crazy Family wherever you download podcasts, press subscribe, and then share your crazy family story as well. Enjoy this 15-minute preview of the My Crazy Family Podcast. Hey, Stacy, have you ever spread human remains or ashes before?
1: That's an interesting question. I don't think I have. Everybody that I've ever known that's passed away, they've only been just buried, but never cremated.
0: Well, it's a good thing you're not like spreading pinkies out over the uh, river or something. But ashes, ashes are something you got to be careful with because they're ashes. They're very light. And when you mix them with things like alcohol and an unruly family and a beach and wind, well, things can go horribly wrong. (laughs) My, my, crazy, crazy, family. family, family, my, crazy, family. Welcome to the program. You should have pressed subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Just do that right now, really quick. Just on the phone, boom, subscribe. You're not going to miss it. New episodes right now, every Monday and Wednesday uh, here of My Crazy Family. We do greatly appreciate that. And leave us a review there on Apple Podcasts, too. Helps us uh, exist and let people know that we exist in the uh, algorithms there of uh, Apple Podcasts. It's Tony... And Stacy Cole with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on?
1: Well, it's uh, an, another crazy episode. I it, we keep ratcheting up the uh, the bar of of crazy, and I, I like that because I came from a crazy family, so it helps me to hear that. Hey, I'm not alone in this. My family was just off the wall in so many regards, and and it's it's comforting. Does it's it, comforting to know that I wasn't the only one.
0: So I was just going to say, does it make you feel a little bit better? You know, it
1: does.
0: It's like, you think like yours is the craziest and you're like, well, it's not uh, semen pancakes and shootouts.
1: Oh, I still can't get that out of my head. And I've, I don't even, it, it bothers me to the point where I have looked at my food twice before taking a bite.
0: (laughs) It's a good thing. uh, Your significant other's uh, reaction wasn't like, what's wrong with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. (laughs) That if was, you don't know what we're talking about, you have to go back to the last yeah. podcast and take a listen because yeah. your life will never be the same.
0: I guess my question on, on that that I didn't ask on the last episode about the man who made semen pancakes uh, for his uh, wife and really got off on her eating them uh, is, did he just, you know, aren't you going to have any honey? No, I'm, I'm just going to have the bacon. <sighs> is that... Is that how he did it for his whole marriage? It's just like, I'm an, I mean, I'm good. My
1: God. Yeah. What, I mean, did he make separate pancakes for her? I mean, usually when you mix the stuff yeah. up, it's all in one bowl and then you just spoon like, it out of there.
0: Why do you have two batches of batter? I don't know. I mean, I suppose if you're not really paying attention and you're not the one who makes pancakes, you really wouldn't know, especially if they got up a little bit earlier than you, because I'm guessing she wasn't like sitting on the counter eating grapes. He was like, hang on, let me get the semen out. And, uh, can you measure out, uh, about, uh, two tablespoons of semen for me and just bring it over, <laughs> you know, oh. I'm thinking he's, uh, he's getting that in there before, uh, before she noticed, <laughs> I guess, oh. I, I guess the well, other, and go ahead. What
1: kind of sicko are you if, if you're eating your own? I mean, that's,
0: oh, that's yeah. That's even, I guess that's my, a problem. I wonder if, if he did that or if he was just like, I'm, I'm not a pancake person. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Be aware first warning sign right there. Be aware, ladies, like pancakes. If
0: your significant other is not a pancake person, there may be a reason. And if he thoroughly enjoys you eating pancakes, there may be a reason. Now, everybody's going to be so many people like (laughs) second guessing their weekend
1: (laughs) pancake breakfast things that you go to as fundraisers. They'll never be the same.
0: Well, you got to think, too. And this is an, an interesting thought. Typically, restaurant situations, let's say you're going to the the wherever for brunch on Sunday or Saturday or something. Do restaurants typically have the, the lowest of the rung working on breakfast cookery? Uh, because it's, it's a place you can learn a lot. It's kind of like the starting point for a lot of uh, cooks and chefs they are kind of trying to work their way up in a, a public uh, setting. So you, you start there. So you also, at that point, have a lot of kind of entry level folks that may not, uh, you know, be so serious about getting into the culinary field, but more so about jerking off in your waffle. Uh, <laughs> so you got to look at Belgian waffles, too. Anything no. where, you know, I, I, I would quest I've questioned not that I thought semen was in it, but I've questioned the um, uh, sanitariness of uh, hotel pancakes before where, you know, you get the well,
1: the l- ones where you go down into the lobby Kind of area yeah. and you make them yourself You
0: press like, it's like in a nacho cheese pump But it's pancake yep. batter And then you, you do that and then you pour it onto the thing And then it makes you a pancake or a waffle um, I've had some of those where I'm like Don't use the batter, like I smell it And it's like this has been out it, I, My thought is usually it's just been out Or been, you know, not refrigerated properly For days But uh, I, I don't know Now I'm going to have a second thought on that <laughs> Like does this is
1: you this, and me both?
0: Is this something that's just hasn't been refrigerated correctly, or do I smell
1: semen? <laughs> or has it been sitting under the sink for a year?
0: <laughs> I, I think you'll have more of that, honestly, in a lot of uh La Quintas than you will someone jerking off in the pancake batter. But cool. you never know. You just never know. So yeah. I'm I'm happy that we can plant that little bit of uh, pancake. I guess the word would be now breakfast insecurity. Uh, in, uh, in the lives of our listeners.
1: <laughs> oh, and I p- please forgive me. I am not laughing at this woman. I, Oh, my heart just to be betrayed by your husband in, in such a way. And again, if you don't know what we're talking about, you really need to go listen to the last podcast because it's just, it's stunning, but it's, this woman, nobody else in the world will betray her more than what her husband did. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody.
0: I think this and will I, be uh, a new psychological term that's gonna be added to uh, the DSM. Breakfast yep. insecurity. Yep. <laughs> and then also yep. A, mu- and, and a much easier I think we all way. Have it. A much easier way now to describe what's going on to your friends and family without saying he jizzed in the batter. It's like I what's going on? she's suffering from breakfast insecurity. Oh, yeah. let's get her some melons. Oh, d- don't get the melon balls though. That's going to that's that's going to be traumatizing. The melon baller going to trigger her. It's got to be cubes or squares. Don't make it you get like two melon balls and a sausage on the plate.
1: Oh god, Tony. <laughs> Step away from the kitchen, Tony.
0: <laughs> breakfast insecurity, it's a real thing. We'll talk about it today on Maury. Uh, yeah, so let's go to our first story uh, of the day. And by the way, you can uh, write in or call in uh, your story. Uh, website, uh, crazyfampod.com. You can write your story right in there. little little uh, uh, box to send it all through. Anonymously, completely. Uh, and a phone number. Call again, anonymously. We're not going to call you back. You don't need to leave your name. Uh, call 833-CRAY-FAM, 833 a y f a m In numerals, it's 833 272 9326. What do we got?
1: All right. My cousin, my cousin was a member of the Aryan Brotherhood in Houston. <laughs> like, you know, like you have in your family.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh one day, one of his gang buddies tells him that he has some business near where his family in Florida lives. If he comes and helps him, they can spend a few days there for him to see his mom and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're near Bay County and they're stopped at a red light when the man my cousin was was with notified the people in the car ahead of them a lane over that was that there was a person that he was out to get mm-hmm. it's kind of a confusing story here but so my my friend opens fire in the middle of the street and the other car takes off a few blocks into a sparsely populated residential area the car my cousin is in pulls a pit maneuver successfully as both cars empty my cousin realizes the guy they are there for is a long-term friend of his oh god what? So he shoots the guy he is with twice in the chest, mm. then leaves with the people that they were originally trying to kill. He did three years for the crime. The story continues. Fast forward to roughly a one and a half years after getting out of prison, he is hiding in various backwoods places in the Florida panhandle. His old gang wants to come and get his badges or flags or whatever it was. He mm-hmm. called them. This means that they're coming to cut the gang tattoos off of him. So they're basically trying to, remove any any Mm -hmm. you know identification that he's part of the gang Mm
0: -hmm.
1: well he finds out his mom is living with this redneck in a trailer on an unowned land deep in nowhere and she offers him to stay with her until the social security check comes in and he can get out of state so he and his mom and this guy have a great old time drinking popping pills smoking meth (laughs) three weeks later he gets his hands on a gallon ziploc bag Uh, full of OxyContin and MS Contin, He goes off the deep end and sniffs a large amount of shit, then drives home to party some more. Soon after getting home, it's obvious he is OD'd. He is pale, sweating profusely, even in his car with the AC turned on. He sits in the trailer, which is probably about 100 degrees without air conditioning, and starts shaking and complaining of being cold while drifting in and out of consciousness. He finally falls down. His lips and face begin to turn blue. His mother sits in the chair across from him and argues that if they call nine one one, it'll be expensive. <laughs> and he dies.
0: I think she that's, called nine one
1: one an hour after he died. <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie. I I was an EMT. It it is expensive.
0: It is. It's it's enough to make you think twice and go is this something I I need to do or can I get this person there? Or, I mean, you're not like thinking like, is this person's life worth the money? It's more like, is there an alternative method that may not be so detrimental to our finances? Because, yeah, if you You know, if somebody is
1: in cardiac arrest, you fucking call 911. You need all that equipment that's that's in the med. You need all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But if it's, you know, shit, I just, you know, I have a two inch gash in my arm. I'm not bleeding to death. We can get in the car and drive to the ER. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: But the, I mean, the guy was dying. He drug overdosed. Yeah. Good God. Okay. Continues on. We're not done yet. Oh yeah,
0: but you wait. There's more.
1: My grandmother grew up on a farm in Florida. It was a real one room shack with no panes of glass in the windows, a dirt floor. His father was from Alabama. They had a nicer farm there. Apparently, my great grandfather killed his neighbor after he shot his dog. Oh. What the fuck is going on? Nice guy. So they left everything in a hurry and then moved to Florida. They only had the Alabama farm for a relatively short period of time. For most of his youth, my great grandfather was a traveling farmhand due to the Dust Bowl and the Depression. So these were not people used to being rooted in any place. As it was, one of the crazier stories my grandmother has is when she was around twelve, she was the only female, and the boys, other than one. We're super fucking assholes. Yeah, I was get. I figured that. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother and one of her brothers got into a fight over something. She can't quite remember what they were fighting about. So he leaves. About ten minutes later, he returns with a can of kerosene. <laughs> he splashes it on my grandmother and sets her on fire. Oh my god! My grandmother spends weeks recovering, and to this day, she's now eighty. Mm-hmm. She still has scars on most of her mid torso. She was bedridden, and her brother decided to teach him a lesson. He spent about a week trapping water moccasins. Now, you know what those are, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes.
1: Okay. He gets his brother super drunk from some moonshine that he had saved for that Saturday night, like you do. He was out cold in bed. The good brother pulled him out of bed and dumped him into the box he'd been filling with the snakes. He throws some water on him to wake him up and then proceeds to laugh at him while he's freaking out in the box. Great-grandfather turned the switch on them so hard that they bore scars until they died. I have so many of these types of stories in my family. It's depressing as it is entertaining.
0: You know, I I talk about, I ask the question quite frequently on our other show, True Crime Today, uh, as well as on the ghost show as well is society getting worse with time and what people are capable of doing to one another, or is it more so just, we have information and we can, we, we literally hear these sort of stories from every nook and cranny of the country. And then the worst rise to the top. And in the past, you would just kind of hear about what was immediately in your vicinity. With some of these his, his historical stories, or stories that go fifty to a hundred years back, I think people were just as fucking crazy back then, and and were willing to do just more resourceful, I guess, in what they were able to do. Today, it's easier to go get a gun or a, a samurai sword or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you're gonna get um, to commit your crimes. Back then, they had to go do a little more crafting. It wasn't as easy just to go get uh, get the gun. Uh, or the sword you had to go get a box of snakes and i gotta say you know good job on the creativity on on the cruel creativity because that's uh something i don't think a lot of people would would go through the effort of doing today to get back at somebody
1: <laughs> and water moccasins are horrifically venomous
0: aren't they, can they? Kill. i'm surprised you didn't die want more of the my crazy family podcast well you're in luck there's plenty of episodes to start binging away on right now. for absolutely free. All you have to do is search My Crazy Family wherever you download podcasts or on Apple Podcasts and find our program and press subscribe. My Crazy Family. Search for it now, press subscribe, and start binging away this instant. My Crazy Family. Enjoy.